You're listening to the Healthy For Now podcast with Dr. Eric and Coach Chris. All we want is for you to adopt the Healthy For Now mindset, and that means you take it day by day, you live in the present, and you do everything in your power to live your best life. We cover topics related to health, fitness, wellness, with the intention to educate and entertain our patients, our coaching clients, and our community. Subscribe so you never miss our bi-weekly episodes. Let's jump into the show. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Eric and Coach Chris with Healthy For Now podcast number 26. We are officially have enough episodes to get halfway through the year if you listen to one one a week, which is pretty sweet. Um, Nowhere near where we want to be, but we're going to keep growing. 26 times 2 is 52, right? 52 weeks. You look weird. You had me doing some math. I know. I'm pretty good at math. I got it. but either way, so tonight we're going to be talking about post-workout supplements. The last episode was on pre-workout supplements. Um, the biggest thing that I saw is that a lot of these, you're going to go back and forth. Like you can take some before and after, and you're going to have benefits from both. Um, I know that when we were talking before the podcast, uh, it was like, okay, what did you, what stuff did you look up? What stuff did I look up? I have absolutely nothing about protein in general because I just didn't look at it. I just looked at more of the supplementation type thing. But when you think of like muscle rebuilding, you think of protein. I think most people do. It's, I mean, that's it's exactly where my mind goes. Right. It's, it's the protein level of rebuilding the muscles. And um, I was listening to something on the way home tonight from work just before here. Uh, and I thought it was pretty interesting about like the window that you should start taking protein after a workout or after you do some sort of physical activity and how it's so heavily stressed that it needs to be like 30 minutes after, 45 minutes after, right after. It all depends. I mean, if you're eating enough protein throughout the day, and if you have your pre-workout meal that's heavily protein related, yes, you can kind of back that off. You don't have to eat or drink whatever your supplementation is right away because your body's still utilizing those proteins and the amino acids from that meal Whereas if you need to, if you don't eat or if you're fasting before and then you work out, some people do it, then you need that a lot quicker because you need that recovery. You need that energy because you're going to get fatigued. I know last night I went back to jujitsu, jujitsu for the first time in two years. Oh, shit. And I was gassed. Yeah, dude, your body's not used to that at all. Definitely miserable. Like all day I got home last night. We did, I, I asked, I, I didn't even want to do it. I walked into the gym. I'm like, hey, Gary, what are we working on? And he's like, rubber guard. And I'm like, I'm not flexible at all. Maybe I'll just start in March. He goes, no, get go snapped in half, boy. Like, go get your shit. You're starting tonight. So I went in and I'm already not flexible. I warmed up a little bit, not to the extent, because I was, I was late because I was working. Um, but man, this, in the finishing move that we did, uh, finishers, we were calf crushers is what they're called. Holy shit. It was miserable. I mean, I loved it, but it was miserable. So I get home and I I didn't eat. I didn't eat a lot yesterday either. And I just didn't have an appetite afterwards. But now I've learned this like, okay, now I got to make sure that I'm doing this right. So it's perfect that this podcast kind of went here um, today because when I started last night, I got home and to get to our house, you have to go up a flight of stairs just to get into the house. And I took one step up the first, or like the first step and my calves were killing me. And I'm just like, this is, I just stared at the steps for probably two, three minutes. And like, I got to crawl up here because this is just miserable. Now I know that I'm going to take something right after just to help me kind of start that recovery and get that stuff going quicker. So I love that we could do this research right before. Well, what would you, 
what do you feel like you would take? I would definitely try to take some sort of protein. I'm not sure which aspect. I actually asked a bunch of patients because I knew we were talking about this tonight that work out. I'm like, hey, so what type of post-workout protein or post-workout supplement do you take? And I heard everything from like pea protein to like straight vegan protein to whey protein. Some people just make their, like, they're like, I always eat a burger afterwards. And Jason Momoa, who everyone seems to love now just because he's Aquaman and he's a badass from Game of Thrones, he drinks a Guinness after every workout. That's part of his post-workout routine. He loves Guinness. I love Guinness. I might start doing the Jason Momoa thing. I'm never going to look like him, but hey, I mean, it gives me an excuse to have a Guinness. Yeah. Yo, you, I mean, you can do whatever you want. I want to say something real quick on that. The more efficient you are, like the more you train, there's this thing called like nutrient partitioning where your body gets used to like it knows how to prioritize these things. It gets a little bit smarter. It gets a little bit more adaptive in the sense that, yeah, dude, he can have a Guinness. I don't think that's like the best thing, but, but I will say after like a super tough exercise workout, like when I did the Spartan run and I did like a mud run, that's the best tasting beer I've ever had in my entire life. Even if it's a beer I don't really like, you're so parched. It's amazing. But I don't know if I'd be down for a Guinness. Anyway, nutrient partitioning, as you get more fit, um, your body is able to use kind of whatever fuels you give it just on a on a better spectrum, I would say. So, you know, you do want to prioritize those lean proteins, BCA, BCAAs would be good. Um, kind of right at the beginning, depending on how much protein you get in your diet already. Because they're yeah. already broken down. I had a patient, my very last patient tonight, she was like, I just want, I said, what, what, what's like the biggest thing holding you back? Because I was like, hey, I'm asking a bunch of people, what do you guys want to know about? What should, what can we talk about on our podcast next and all that stuff? And she's, she's a big thing for her was not understanding like the macro aspect from what we talked about before but like the breakdown of how to understand macros better for you as an individual and it's like okay well it's like not necessarily like okay you need a percentage of this percentage of this percentage of this but it's why do you need those percentages why is it how do you calculate your own versus and i didn't like everyone's different I and it depends on what kind of workout what was that i can give you the quick version well, let's just do a whole podcast on it all right i'm down for that that way it's something 100%. we can talk about long-term as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what do you, like you work out way more than I do, obviously, because I just started again last night. I work but, out. Um, what, uh, what do you take afterwards? It, it depends on, so lately I've been really getting back. I, I, haven't, I haven't been in the gym in 10, 10 months. Well, this past month I've been in the gym. It's been awesome. And I'm at that point where I'm getting like those quote unquote newbie gains. So if you haven't trained in a long time, and I've been training all year, but I haven't trained at this volume, this intensity, this amount of weight in 10 months. So my body is just like a sponge right now. And it's, I'm just packing on the muscle left and right. It's awesome. It's really fun. Um, Post-workout, I have a high protein diet already. So I eat a little bit of carbs post-workout. Um, that could be something you know rice potatoes maybe a bread maybe a wrap maybe it's some cereal um and some type of protein option so it might be whey whey protein it might be 
food I already have prepped out. It might just be some leftovers. Basically, post-workout, I eat if I've got an appetite. But carbs, like, so that's a good point. Carbs are a good thing to get after your workout. I don't necessarily think I was having a conversation with, uh, or I was letting one of my clients know he was taking um, the, like the sugar, like the glucose, like the ignition um, that people pair with like a whey protein. It's like 180 calories. They're kind of empty calories. It's all glucose. And it's supposed to help you restore your muscle glycogen, you know, your energy right away. Uh, I would say like if you're trying to lose some body fat, it's probably not the best choice, but if you're trying to get as many calories in as possible and supplement in that way, yeah, it's probably going to be a good choice for you. But most of the time, like supplements at the end of the day, I guess I should say this, we should say at the beginning, you can do them without, you can do all this stuff without them. Right. But they do have that halo effect. Sometimes it's easier to have everything all in one, but it's not always better. Like, obviously, I, for me, I would say the best thing to do is just eat right. You can get all of this stuff and everything that you need prop, for proper nutrition People are busy. from eating, right? But it's also, sometimes it's difficult. Uh, sometimes it's not as convenient. Some people don't like to meal prep. Some people like to meal prep. Some people don't know how to meal prep. Um, <laughs> that's but that's right. And some people think that they know what they're doing, but it's really just making a lot of food. At also once. true. A little different, but um, that's another thing. So like Ashlyn, she, you said that you sometimes just eat what you have. Like we have leftovers tonight. I'm eating after the podcast. I came home and Ashlyn was working out. So she just ate her meal, which is a leftovers from we had. And it's, it has carbohydrates. It has proteins, has a couple, little bit of fat. So it's just like all of that stuff that we talked about before is still necessary now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, dep- it depends on your lifestyle. There's no like one size fits all. Um, I have awesome rituals. I know what works for me. I've experimented so many times. But I, I definitely think you should get some type of rebuilding platform in there. You should get some type of amino acid, whether that's from a complete protein, a meal um, with fats, with carbs, those types of things. Or it's a, a some type of protein supplement, um, whether that's broken down or not. That would be the ideal choice. And rehydrate, for sure. For sure. Water is way undervalued. I was talking with a patient today. She's like, uh, she's younger. She's probably, I think she's 20. She's in school. <clears throat> she's like, this is miserable. I'm having muscle spasms, having all this stuff. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't be having any of this stuff. I was like, how much water are you drinking? She goes, oh, two bottles a day. And I'm like, two bottles, which is a, she goes, like those little plastic bottles. I'm like, 16 ounces? She goes, yeah, maybe. And I was like, okay, so you're drinking, and she's tiny anyway. But in general, it's, I'm like, you need to up that. Like, just, just do an extra one a day for the next week and tell me how much better you feel. Because that's how my little brother was too. I mean, he was super, extremely dehydrated. And he plays volleyball, plays soccer. So he's always doing something and you need that water. You need that replenish. You need that uh, hydration before, after, and during all exercise. hundred percent, you know, electrolytes matter too. So we all, I mean, diet is number one before supplements, but when it comes to supplements, I mean, there are some things you can take that I think, 
post-workout supplements are probably a little bit not better for you. We talked about pre-workout supplements, right? A lot of that stuff, it's stimulants. There's not a lot of research. I mean, there's a crap load of research for creatine and you know protein after your after your training. So you can make sure that you are rebuilding the right way, right? So you can come back stronger. That stuff's pretty important. You need the calories. Yeah, you need that anabolic state, which mm. is building up anabolic buildup, catabolic breakdown. But you need that anabolic state after a workout. And if your body can't do that, it can't hit those levels of what they need. I didn't, before doing research, I didn't know that insulin was a huge aspect of growth hormone or anabolics. Um, anabolic well, that's why they talk about that anabolic stuff. window. Right. Which I didn't realize how important insulin levels were for that until doing the research on it today. Well, not today, but this we'll, week. we'll give give the listener a, a quick ba- a quick background if they just didn't know what you were talking about. For which aspect? Just like like how the insulin works in, in the sense like why it's important to maybe get some protein. Okay, so what happens is that insulin is needed. Obviously, when we think of insulin, we first think of diabetes. Mm-hmm. However, insulin helps with the anabolic metabolism of. Uh, growth hormone and it helps with testosterone too. So when your insulin is pumping or your body's releasing insulin, it's allowing these proteins and these molecules and other supplementation and nutrients to go into the muscle easier to allow that anabolic state to happen quicker. So if you don't have, if you're not, so if you're low on blood sugar, you're low on glucose, or you're just not eating that day and you're fasting, your insulin levels are lower. So most of the time, and before I was doing research, I just thought insulin was only food related. But when you work out and those muscles start to burn and then those muscles start to break down and start to tear micro tears, it sends an impulse or it sends a reaction to it to release more insulin because it needs that to allow it to be replenished by bringing those other nutrients in and by bringing those uh, amino acids. The biggest one that I've kind of researched was glutamine. And glutamine is just an amino acid and it's critical for the protein synthesis. So for it to get into the muscle properly, it needs to, it needs that insulin level to bring it into the muscle to allow it to start to rebuild properly. Because protein synthesis is the making of proteins. Proteins go to muscles, muscles rebuilding, rebuilding gains, strength, muscle tone, all that type of stuff. Well said. When you train, your insulin sensitivity goes up. Your body is starved in a way. It's ready to uptake anything that you're going to kind of give it. So um doesn't mean you can eat everything and, and anything. But, you know, if you put the right things in your body, good things will happen. You will grow and like like what you're working for. So I've got a couple other ones. One thing I thought was really interesting. Well, a couple things. I, I Google searched. I just popped into Google and wrote post-workout. Guess how many results came up, Eric? Zero. No, no, no. Come on. I don't know. A thousand? No, what? Google, 678 million. Oh, well, I was close. No, you weren't. Yeah, I was. But, and I thought you were talking about pages. <laughs> immediately, I was bombarded with so many ads, you know, a lot of them proteins, but like, and dextrose drinks and those types of things. Um, 
the supplement industry, there's some really good things out there. And, but at the same time, it's, we talked about this last time is not regulated. So what you think you might be getting might not actually be the case. And so you got to know that if you're going to purchase supplements, there's going to be a time and place where you waste money that, and you're going to have to learn the hard way, unfortunately. Um, and you just have to do your own research on the company that you're choosing, whatever, whatever supplement that you choose, look for some type of validity, look for them making their own studies on their own product um, and, and putting, trying to put, what am I trying to say? Um, trying to be transparent about what they actually produce because the FDA doesn't regulate this stuff. Um, it's, it's bonkers, man. It's bonkers. It's, I, I mean, for me, it's trying to find objective findings versus subjective findings. So objective is anything that can be measured. Subjective is really more or less what you say. Like you can say and you can read on the back of this stuff. It's all subjective because the FDA doesn't regulate it. Nothing's really regulating it. So you can say whatever you want on it because no one's, no one's proofreading it or no, for lack of a better term that I can think of right now. So like no one is, no one is making sure that you're doing the right thing. No one's second, uh, you can, no one's second guessing or anything like that. So look for companies that are objectively telling you exactly what is going into the products and they're out there. There's a bunch of them out there. It's just a lot of the ones that are, are well-known are more or less the marketing ploy. It's like, I can pump a lot of money into this ad to allow you to know more about this particular supplement or this particular brand. And sometimes it's not always best, but hey, it's the person who spends the most that's going to profit the most. And that's all a lot of these companies really care about is your dollar. Yeah. Oh. They don't care about your health. You're expendable. There's going to be more people down the line. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, so we talked a little bit about whey protein. And, and just to be a bit more clear on that, um, that comes from milk, right? So there's two types of proteins that come from like the dairy aspect. You've got casein and you've got whey. Um, and whey is like a more fast digesting protein, often comes in that powder form. That's usually what's in like your protein bars too. Um, casein is a bit more of a complete protein um, and it's slower digesting. So you know, if I were going to give some examples about maybe I have a client that wants to build some muscle and, and I'll do this in my own life is like, Hey, you know, you could, depending on what they're doing the next day, there's a lot of variables. It would, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have like some dairy or some Greek yogurt, for example, that's loaded with casein or a casein supplement before you go to bed, like as one of your last meals, just so we try and like stay in that anabolic state, right? The more protein you can kind of put in your body over the course of a continuum, the better off you'll probably be. It's the most thermogenic macronutrient out there. It's very safe. The only people who really have problems are the people who already have liver issues, right? That myth, that myth that super high protein diet is not good for your liver you can't process it a lot of that stuff's been debunked but uh just wanted to give you a quick background 
uh, protein bars. That's a that's one we can touch on, I guess, real quick. I mean, they're delicious. They taste like candy bars these days, but they're uh, they're convenient. I'm not saying they're the best choice, but hey, I've I've got some around me at all times. Um, and if you're not trying to, there wouldn't be the best choice if you're trying to cut calories out because they usually have loaded with sugars and extra fats and other things um, to make them taste really good. But uh, if you're trying to bump your calories up and trying to put on some size and some mass and some strength, that's a convenient choice to just kind of have around. Yeah, I remember on like tennis tournaments in high school, like always having some sort of protein bar with me just because you could be playing three, four, five, six matches in a weekend. And yeah, you're young and you're born shape, could be whatever. So like you're just feeling it and you're going, you're going, you're going, but eventually your body's going to hit a wall. And it's sometimes it's just easier to eat a quick protein bar to get some quick nutrients as well as some long lasting aspects of it too. But I always like that was the time in my life where I remembered more than not having some sort of energy bar, protein bar, protein, anything over just working out. But then again, my working out, I would much rather go like play basketball for two hours or go play soccer rather than like go to the gym and lift weights. Hence, I'm getting back into jujitsu. It's more fun for me. Some people enjoy working out. Some people enjoy throwing weights around. It's just not as appealing to me as other aspects of exercise. You brought up the liver and potentially having problems with the liver. You might not be able to break some things down and all that stuff too. One of the supplements that I looked up was called betaine, which you can get from eating beets and beet root juice and all that other fun stuff. Anything that if you've ever, if no, if you've never had a beet or anything like that, tastes like dirt. It's just, it's a very earthy vegetable. Um, but what the betaine does is it helps kind of repair the liver and it helps decrease inflammation because what happens over time when you're working out and you're moving and like your joints are going to start breaking down, your muscles are going to start wearing and tearing just from working out this betaine, what it does is it kind of helps regenerate and decrease the inflammation as well as regenerate the liver quicker to allow that inflammation not to affect it so that the liver can work properly while it's digesting and breaking down all of these other supplements and proteins, which I thought was pretty cool. Cause that was one thing that I, when we talked about before, they're like, I didn't have betaine. It's like, okay, well, that's the one thing that I wanted to talk about, about it. But yeah, no one wants to eat beets except my aunt. It's her favorite, like for some reason, whatever. We can all be weird, right? Pass. I'll pass on the beets, bro. I don't think they're that bad, but I've had worse. Um, I think it's just, there's just certain foods that just seem very unappealing. So I'm That's not interested. Of, right. That's one of them to a lot of people. Like, but you can always, so like when I was working at the chiropractic office before I opened my own, um, he put beets in his like morning smoothie because you can kind of mask it. So like you're going to get the benefits of the beets, but you can also mask it with fruits or other vegetables or like kale will kind of mask it pretty well. But really, if you're making a smoothie or making like a drink in the morning and you put uh, pineapple in it, that's pretty sweet. That's going to mask a lot of what this earthy <laughs> dirt banana is another good one. You can also put pro or, uh, peanut butter in it. I know Ashton puts a lot of peanut butter in her stuff. Definitely. Dude, peanut so butter solves a lot of problems. Are, 
yeah, for sure. There are a lot of ways around the nastiness of some for certain foods, but they all do benefit you. So speaking of foods, I want to bring up, you brought this up, I think, on the pre-workouts um, episode, but uh, tart cherry, tart cherry juice. I think uh, I brought that up on the sleep supplements. Okay. Yeah. So that would make way more sense. Yeah. So sleep supplements. So what I found was for like endurance athletes, there was some cool study. There's actually a decent amount of information out there about this. Um, highly beneficial for endurance athletes because they're constantly inflamed. Like they're constantly damaging their bodies. And, you know, I think at that point, you'll take any leg up that you can to reduce inflammation, reduce pain, um, and, you know, hopefully get some better sleep. So the, the tart cherry uh, juice, um, I don't know, it probably comes in like a powder form too. Um, it's reported to contain high levels of phytochemicals, including melatonin. Great melatonin debate. So basically, bringing it back up, another hour and a half podcast. <laughs> it's going to help you with uh, inflammation and also with um, your sleep. So, hey, dual benefit there. Not a bad, not a bad thing. And kind of, kind of same thing. I was uh, CBD. Um, studies aren't nearly as much as what I found on like tart cherry juice. But uh, CBD is kind of in that same category of like, hey, reducing inflammation, um, you know, calming you down, trying to help you sleep. And if you sleep better, that's the best post-workout that you can give yourself. Uh, Not really a supplement, but uh, besides the point. No, for sure. Anytime that you can decrease inflammation is a good thing. I mean, you can do that from the outside in with ice. Like that's why you see a lot of these athletes um when i think of athletes icing i think of kobe bryant first like first and foremost i the one picture i see um from the outside looking in or from external to internal is after every game you would see him walking around with ice on his knees and that's just one aspect of decreasing that inflammation from a joint level because he's non-stop and he played for 20 years i mean your body's going to break down you're not going to play at that high level like some of those guys, LeBron James is the same thing. He's at the point in his career where he's going to finish a game. And if you watch on the sidelines, like if they're doing a post-game interview, you're going to see him with ice bags on his knees. I know that's not what we're talking about, but that's just where my mind went. One of my first tangents in a while. It is what we're talking about, though, because it, we're talking about post-workout supplements. And the point of taking a post-workout supplement is to come back stronger, to come back better, to recover so you can put out more the next time. I mean, that's, so that's a totally relevant point. I mean, using an athlete as an example, I mean, they put a ton of damage on their body. They do it for a lot of money, but (laughs) they put it, but you want to make sure that you're, you're making fitness a lifestyle, making health a lifestyle, living healthy for now. And um, if you can learn about what type of post-workout strategy works best for you and your body and your anatomy and your makeup, you got to implement that stuff right freaking away and it's really i mean everyone talks about the consistency of working out or exercising but the physiology of working out consistently like when you use your muscles and you like utilize whatever exercise method you're going to use your body is in a 24 to 48 hour mechanism or it's in a little trance 
that it's trying to recover. So you have 48 hours of recovery. That's why some people say, like when I tell my patients who are over 30 and they're running every day, I'm like, hey, you don't need to run every day. You're not at that point anymore. Like you're doing more damage than you think you're doing good for your body. Do it every other day. Let your body recover. Let your body gain those nutrients and regain that strength that you need because eventually you're gonna hurt yourself. Now there are good ways and bad ways of doing that, just like we talked about. You can always supplement properly and you still can potentially get hurt, but it's allowing your body, like Chris said, to bounce back and to be just as strong as possible. But the consistency is important because you want to keep your body in that mode. You want to keep driving through all of this stuff. That's at least that's what I got out of it. It's like you can take a break, but it's almost like Chris talked about earlier. He's almost in that like newbie gain stage again. And what I remember from school, I'm not 100% sure. It was either six to nine months or nine to 12 months of starting to work out again is where you're going to see your biggest growth. You're going to, everyone plateaus and then you can always get around that too. But that first nine to 12 months, we'll just say that first year, that first year is where you're going to see more results and more gains and more. So make sure you're doing it right because you need to take advantage of it at the beginning to set that lifestyle for the rest of your life or however long you plan on doing it. I mean, that's the thing though, is they say that and people get excited and they should be excited because you can, but you got to have the right intensity and the right strategy, both in training and recovery. And I mean, I'm damn good at it and only getting better in time. But dude, watch me, man. I'm about to balloon up here. I've only been at this a couple of weeks and I've put on a lot of size. Um, so I'm pretty excited right now for just to kind of see what happens and experiment along the way. I'm having a lot of fun. It's, uh, I put on I some size too recently. It's been great. I weighed myself from the first day when we went to Mexico to the last day, 12 pounds. I ate so much fucking food. Yeah, but 12 pounds. 12 pounds of food. When, when it's already paid for, you kind of just shove your face and live like an American. What were you eating down there, man? Just everything. I, I, and then all inclusive resort, eat, I guys. took advantage. Huh? Eric can eat. He's a lean dude, but he can. I lived I mean, with him for a while. He can eat a lot of food when he wants to. Every meal, Ashlyn and I shared at least one appetizer. We each got our own meal. We split a meal. And then we got a dessert. So we did that three times a day. And I mean, Ashlyn, my girlfriend can eat too. Like she, I mean, most of the time you're like, okay, the guy's going to be the garbage disposal and the girl's not going to eat all of her food. No, we don't have to worry about that. We both kind of just demolish whatever's in front of us. I mean, I, I'm not joking. I was 12 pounds heavier coming back from Mexico. And that was the point where I'm like, yeah, I paid for it, but now's the time because I'm no more no more vacations not really doing much the rest of the year now's where I'm going to bust my ass and make sure that I'm doing the things that I can because I think it takes three months to develop a lifestyle habit but it only takes like a week to lose it so stick with it make sure you're rocking hard and just keep going and if you go on a resort whatever just eat what you want yeah hey yeah I tried so many new foods though I had like ratatouille. I was like, I got to get it because of the Disney movie. It's like, a, it had carrots, spinach, a bunch of other vegetables that I probably can't pronounce. Um, and it was like cooked, almost like steamed cooked. It was pretty good. 
I had tartar, which is like raw beef, like raw meat. That tasted really great. That was probably the best tasting thing I had there. Yeah, weird. But man, so many different weird things that I never would have tried before. But man, I the first day of work back, miserable. I was just like, I just feel bloated. I feel like I had no energy and it was miserable. And I never want to feel like that again. So no more resorts. Yeah, everyone has those vows, bro. I don't want oh, sure. to do, I'm not going to drink this much again ever. And oh, then I'm pretty do. good at that one. I'm not drinking if I say I'm not going to drink. Unless yeah. karaoke's on. Hey, you got a lot of willpower compared to a lot of other people, though. I will say that. I appreciate so, it. Did we, all right, what did we cover? We covered protein, we covered CBD, we covered, uh, I didn't mention electrolytes. That's yeah, just an option. I think, I think everyone kind of knows what electrolytes are. Um, I talked about, I talked about glutamine. I talked about betaine. We talked about BCAAs a little bit this time, but we definitely hit it hard last time. Yeah. Um, the only difference that I saw between taking pre and post for BCAAs would be like the ratio aspect with for leucine, isoleucine, and valine. You want a two to one to one around that before, but you want to up the or up the leucine afterwards because that's what really starts that protein and that synthesis um, that starts that anabolic state to begin the pro protein synthesis. So the more of the leucine that you have in that uh, post workout supplement, the more quickly, I almost said more quicker, been dumb, more quickly that you will be able to start to have that growth again to help build those muscles up and get that energy back. Cause you're going to get energy from just about any food. So really whatever you eat after is going to help from some standpoint. Now there are different varies of healthy and different varying degrees of what is good versus bad. But something is better than nothing. I just don't eat really much candy. I would agree. You know, some people, well, don't some people do like, uh, don't they have like chocolate as a post-workout? I, I think Clay Thompson's the basketball player that's sponsored by chocolate milk. Like that's his recovery drink in quotations. Well, I mean, what we, chocolate milk is different than chocolate, right? So right. chocolate milk is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's convenient. Um, it tastes great. It's, you know, if you can tolerate lactose and stuff, I mean, that's what we had, you know, when I was in college after the games, they'd always have, they'd try and have chocolate milk for you because it's got Aurora. sugars to replenish your glycogen. Um, it's got protein, like we talked about milk already. Um, and ideally they'd choose like that lower fat, but uh, yeah, with athletes, you want to give them something like right away. Right. Like timing is more important with an athlete compared to like the lay person going to the gym, totally underestimating their, their effort levels and thinking that they need to spend $7 on a fucking smoothie with, you know, all the extras when they really should, they don't, but, but that's, what's cool now. Do what you want. Do whatever you want. Um, don't you want to experiment. be cool, Chris? Huh? Don't you want to be cool, Chris, and spend a shit ton of money? Uh, I've spent thousands of dollars on supplements and learned the hard way, you know. So, yeah, but you, like you said, you learn. You've learned. It's whether it's the easy way or hard way. You learned a lot about it through that process. Yeah. Hence, I think this is the best podcast we've had. But that's just me. I hope they get better every time we do. Them. <laughs> well, that's the goal. But 
Um, I don't, so what else I don't do you have, have else for this, man. I don't either. I mean, we hit just about everything that I had researched that is not from a previous podcast. I'm going to try my best to not repeat myself. But what's uh, What do we got coming up next, bro? We got a lot. We also don't have a lot. We got to talk. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're going to figure no. it out. We're going to have our first guest on probably in the first half of this year. Maybe yeah. the first quarter. Who knows? But um that's exciting for us to kind of expand and allow another influence another influencer i guess because there are people out there that know way more than us about certain aspects that we've even talked about already and we didn't have people on but now we're trying to expand and allow others to share their wealth of knowledge so that we can learn through others as well just like you guys are learning every day 100 percent, man so let's uh no sneak peeks for the upcoming episodes but we'll be back here in two weeks dropping a fresh one um getting some guests on soon this was episode 26 been good post-workout supplements you got anything else to add eric i do not i just want everyone to have a fantastic night